Pick our Bibles up, wave them around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Amen. Say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I have an appointment with the Holy Ghost tonight. Holy Spirit, shine your light. Illuminate my spirit. Let me see the Word of God and how it applies to me. I want to grow. I want to change. I want to go from strength to strength. I want to go from faith to faith. I'm moving from glory to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Acts chapter 20 tonight, and I'll start reading at verse 17. And this is Paul. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And, then when, they, and when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner of I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, that is the Gentiles, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit. Keep that phrase in mind. I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that both bonds and afflictions abide me, or wait for me. My margin says it waits for him. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. And so tonight, uh, here in verse 23, it says, uh, Save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying, Bonds and afflictions wait for me. That word witness uh, in the NIV, it says it means to warn. Ho the Holy Ghost warns me in every city that bonds and afflictions await. And so tonight I wanted to talk about Holy Ghost warnings. Holy Ghost warnings. You know the Holy Ghost is inside of us and He'll warn us. And warnings prepares for what's coming, what's ahead. And when you heed the warning, grace is released. That's the, it's, it's key. And when, when God, the Holy Spirit, warns you of something, instead of being fearful, you heed the warning. Begin to pray and ask for what action to take as a result of the warning. And when you do that, grace is released to protect you. You know, in John 16, Jesus said the Holy Ghost guides us into all truth, and he shows us things to come. And you don't have to be a prophet to have that kind of guidance. You don't have to have, you don't have to be a prophet. You, you, it, every believer has the Holy Spirit. And this dispensation or this, this uh, gift of the Spirit is available. It's, it's not even really like a word of knowledge. It's just the Spirit of God doing what He does. He warns. He warns you. <clears throat> and so, and also sometimes He uses others to warn us, <laughs> you know. 
sometimes, you know, if we're not listening and it's important enough, God will, God will uh, have somebody go and warn you if you're not listening <laughs> or if you're unable to hear. You know, and so let's continue here in Acts 20 in verse 26. Uh, Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Uh, and so, for I have not shunned to declare unto you the, count of the whole counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. And so Paul is warning the ministers, these elders, their pastors, their teachers. They're the heads of the church at Ephesus. And he said, I've been warning you for three years, night and day. <laughs> and, uh, and he's talking about wolves from the outside and perversity coming up from the inside. Well, when he said that, if I had been one of those ministers, I would have fell on my face and repented right there. Oh, oh, Paul, you're talking about me. I'm one. You mean out of this group, there's going to there's going to come perverse, uh, twisted words. You're going to make merchandise out of these precious sheep. Oh, oh, whatever you see in me, I repent. Show me what I can do. You know, there was no record of anybody repenting. And uh, if they had repented, there would have been a grace release to avert disaster. And not only would their ministries have been salvaged, but so should would the saints at, the, at Ephesus. I mean, Ephesus is nothing nowadays. It's a Muslim area. There's no, there's no, no nothing left of Christianity in that area. Turkey. It's all in Turkey. And look at Turkey. It's it's one of the most violent Muslim nations. Erdogan is the ruler there, the dictator, he is a, he's terrible. So, but notice what Paul said. He said, I'm pure, I'm, 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 I'm guiltless from the blood of all men. In other words, I've done my job. I warned you, you're it. <laughs> you ever play, you know, you ever play that game? You're it. <laughs> well, I mean, he just transferred all re responsibility because he warned them. He had been warning them, and this was his final warning. And there's no record here of anyone heeding the warning. No record of anyone repenting. And so, <clears throat> we, uh, this, uh, Acts 27, we're talking about Holy Ghost warnings. One of my great uh, examples of that is Paul. You know, he's about to go on this voyage to, to Rome, and the Bible says that he, he came to the owner of the ship and the centurion, he says, I perceive that this voyage will be with much hurt, not only of our lives, but of the, not only of the lading of the ship, but of our lives. And so I, I urge you not to sail at this time. 
And of course, they did not heed the warning. But because Paul obeyed God and warned them, grace was released to preserve all them that sail with, you know, that's what the angel told Paul when it was worse. It was the worst part of the voyage. I mean, it was all hope had, had vanished and they, they all thought they were doomed. And the angel uh, appeared to Paul in the middle of that storm and says, you know, God has given them all of them that sail with thee. <laughs> they, they thought that Paul was sailing with them, but no, God, God added it up that they were sailing with Paul. And so God's grace was released because the man of God heeded the warning. I want to make a point here. Notice that Paul said, I perceive. Well, Pastor, I thought that this was a Holy Ghost warning. Well, his spirit picked up the warning from the Holy Ghost. Now, he could have said this, like a lot of Christians would have said this. A lot of preachers would have said this. Uh, Mr. Owner of the ship, thus saith the Lord, God tells you that better not sail you're going to be destroyed. No, he didn't use God's name. He didn't say he heard from God. He said, I perceive. You know, you have to be careful telling people when God speaks to you. You go and tell somebody God told you, they look at you like you're nuts. They're not going to receive you. Most people won't. They just chalk you up to a flaco. So it's better to use the word I perceive. <laughs> and that's what he did. It's still the Holy Spirit warning. And then in Luke 22, verses 31 through 34, we don't have to go there, but uh, Jesus warned Peter. You know, Peter was kind of bragging. says, oh, no, everybody leave you. I won't leave you. I won't leave you. This is the night before the crucifixion. And uh, Jesus said, uh, hey, before the cock crows, <laughs> you're going to deny me three times. Come on. You know. Nevertheless, I have prayed for the, you know, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when thou art converted, you know, encourage your brethren. And so I have to believe that when Jesus warned him what was going to happen ahead of time, and it happened, just like Jesus said, he did deny the Lord. And he went out and wept bitterly, and I'm sure it was real hard for him to forgive himself he was so ashamed. He was so let down at his betrayal of the Lord. He didn't want to do it. Just under pressure, he snapped, and he denied the Lord. And, uh, and yet, I'm sure he remembered what Jesus said. He said, I prayed for that your faith fail not. And uh, when you're converted, encourage the brethren. So, so, you know, and Jesus, after his resurrection, he ensured him again. And, uh, and so, he, he recovered from that because of that Holy Ghost warning in the person of Jesus, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. He loves to warn us. And remember, the warning is not to strike fear in our heart. The warning is for us to prepare for something that's going to happen and to allow grace to be released over us for us to overcome whatever happens to us. You know, uh, I have so many examples of, of God warning me of things to come and, uh, you know, one that you hear me talk about a lot because it's kind of close to the anniversary. It's the 22nd anniversary of God wake, uh, waking me up one morning and telling me to wake up the church. He warned me the church was asleep. They're asleep in their beds with the covers pulled over their head. 
And when I speak, they think it's the devil. There's a lot of people think what I'm doing is the devil. You know, when we opened up on, on uh, uh, Palm Sunday a year ago, a lot of people thought we were the devil. <laughs> oh, you selfish thing. You're so, da you're dangerous. You're, you're, you're causing people's deaths. <laughs> Boy, they were just so unnerved that we opened up. And the fact of the matter is you need to wake up, church. <laughs> you shouldn't be obeying governments, uh, all of the government commands. Some of them are worthy of rebelling. So that was March the 1st, 1999, 22 years ago. And then in uh, December of 03, there's a dearth of the word. And I took it so seriously. I had a meeting with our children's church. I had some children's church teachers, and we had... I remember a couple of men teaching children church, and they were good teachers, but they were, I kept hearing, oh, so-and-so's the favorite, so-and-so's the favorite, and I heard about some competition going on. One would buy pizza, another would buy candy, and, and we had complaints from parents. They were spoiling the children's, you know, all of that. And then I had this word, dearth of the word, your children don't know what you know. This is an, this is an 03, this is 18 years ago. 18 years ago and uh, he spoke to me he said your children don't know what you know so my immediate uh, uh, yielding to this warning was to make sure our children were taught the word in children's church so I had a meeting and Claire and I we got up in front of all the people and we and we said okay we're going to teach the word we're going to get these kids need, they need more than pizza and, and toys and candy. They need the Word, and I want these children to know what the Word says about everything. We need to teach the Word on their level. And two of those men left the church. They didn't like what I did. They wanted to keep doing their thing. And so uh, I found out that not everybody wants to wake up. <laughs> not everybody wants to do what God said to do. But over the years, you know, we've uh, responded to that Word. And we're living in those days where it's obvious now that there's a more than a generational gap in Bible knowledge. Uh, I remember a few years after that, uh, I think the next year, I was praying and, and God spoke to me. He said, Pope John Paul was a pope at that time. He was a very popular pope. Uh, seemed to be a good man. Some people thought he was spirit-filled. I can't comment. I don't know if he was or not. But the Holy Spirit put in my heart, Pope John Paul's about to die, and the next pope is, uh, who was Benedict, is not going to last very long, and the pope after him is going to be anti-Semitic. Well, when you go back now, Benedict didn't last but a few years, and he was the first pope in 600 years to resign. Most popes die. He didn't die. He resigned. It was, it was historic. And they voted in the guy that you have now, Francis, who is a Marxist. And he is anti-Semitic. One of his earliest visits to, to Israel was to uh, talk out of both sides of his mouth. And, and, and he said, you know, to the leader, I forget who was the leader at that time. I think it was Netanyahu, but I'm not positive. Then he goes over to some... Uh, where the where the retaining wall is to keep the bus bombers out of Jerusalem. They built a wall. It works. They built a wall and it works. He went and laid a, 
uh, a prayer there for that wall to come down. Well, that wall coming down means Jews are going to die. Anti-Semitic. And so, you know, why would God say that? Well, because God is preparing us for the end days. Amen. And then, uh, I'm just giving you some Holy Ghost warnings that we've received over the years. Uh, I went to, to pray again in uh, April of 09. Obama was president. And I had a real urge to pray. I mean, this time I was called away to pray. I woke up that morning with an urgency to get to Galveston. I didn't even have reservations. I walked in the hotel without any reservations. And, uh, and God warned me of terrorist attacks. He said there's going to be five cities that are going to have terrorist attacks in America. And if you will pray, Houston and Texas will be spared. So we began to pray and call, you know, cry against terrorism and everything hidden come to the light. And we began to, to pray this and uh, make this declaration. Houston, Houston is a safe and prosperous city and God protects her from all her enemies. And I didn't even pray. I just began to say, I began to, re, you know, began to pro proclaim over the city way back in 09. That's been now, what, 12 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that just 12 years ago. And then, so there were several of them. Uh, these attacks were, were diffused before they happened. One in New York, uh, another one that had a printer cartridge discovered in, uh, before they could fly over the water. The plane would have blown up over the water. They discovered a printer cartridge. It was a bomb and so forth and so on. But then the one that was terrible was Fort Hood. And that's in Texas, but it's not on Texas soil. Somebody said, oh, pastor, you did, that was not what your word said. It said Texas would be protected. Well, Texas is not, Fort Hood is not Texas. Fort Hood is, is federal property. And so it technically was not Texas. Obama called it a workplace, uh, uh, workplace violence. Because if he had called it what it was, it was a terrorist attack. It was a Muslim uh, psychiatrist, a doctor who went haywire. And he never was punished. He went to some mental institution. Well, he belongs, at, he belongs in the death penalty. I mean, he killed soldiers on our base. And that's how much uh, regard Obama has for our soldiers and Democrats in general. So <clears throat> uh, why, Pastor, you're saying all these things? Because God wants this church to be on the forefront of knowing what's coming and praying against it. Amen. And... Uh, one more dramatic one. This is one of the most dramatic ones I think I've ever had. Uh, it was uh, Labor Day weekend, 2012, nine years ago. And uh, Gladys and I went uh, to Galveston to rest that weekend. And someone else was preaching for me uh, that day, which is a rare Sunday for me to miss. And uh, it was Saturday night. And uh, I heard this ruckus out, outside the hotel window, and I looked out. It was a San Louis. We were staying in the San Louis. And uh, the San Louis has a big yard in the front, big grass spot. And uh, a helicopter, an, a, a life flight helicopter landed in the, in the yard of the hotel. And, uh, and I looked at the clock, and it was 9-11. I mean... You know, the Holy Ghost knows how to do things, kind of in a dramatic fashion. 
and it was not anything, the, the helicopter, that wasn't significant because there wasn't any death or anything. It was just kind of a false alarm as I found out. But the fact that it happened uh, let me know that we're still vulnerable to 9-11 type attacks in those years. Again, uh, Obama had just been reelected or, yeah, no, was about to be reelected, I guess. Yeah, he, the next two months later he was elected for his second term. So uh, still vulnerable to terror attacks, don't let, let up on praying over your nation. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Father, we're, we're, we thank you that every time we heed a warning, grace is released. Supernatural power is released to not only protect us, but pr protect those that we pray for. Hallelujah. I just think about how God is, is so wonderful. And, and remember, I ask you to keep in mind what Paul said about, I go bound in the spirit. And these are things I heard Billy Brim teach on this years ago. She's bound in the spirit about Israel. She's bound in the spirit to be a witness of the end days. That's something that she is just, you can't beat it out of her. It, it happened uh, supernaturally that she was connected to Israel. She never had that in her mind to do earlier. And now that's, it, it's just a vital part of her ministry. Well, this is a vital part of our ministry. I'm bound in the spirit about these warnings. I'm bound in the spirit to, to stand in the office where I have utterance. I'm, I'm speaking right now, and there's an utterance that comes from the office I stand in, and it's seeking people to hear what I'm saying. And uh, I don't know, we have a lot more people watching that are not necessarily members of our church or people from all over the country watching. And just be warned that we're not over. We're, we're importing terrorists right now over our southern border. They're coming in. They're coming into our border, and they're not being counted. They're not being countered. They're not being turned back. They're not being uh, registered. They're just being disseminated all through our country. And uh, it's hard to believe that our, our government leaders are doing this to our country, but they are. So we have to keep praying. <laughs> Amen. Well, pastor, but I'm not a pastor and I'm not a minister. Well, I know, but the Holy Ghost can still warn you about your life. I mean, uh, I like to tell about Jay. You know, he was just six years old and he and his little buddy, Chris Hartenbach, sometimes Chris watches, uh, likes my posts on my Facebook page that Chris was lived down the street and they were buds and they'd ride bikes together. And uh, one day, you know, he rode his bike with Chris down the end of the subdivision. They left their bikes down. They started walking down this pathway into the woods. And Jay said, the Holy Ghost told me there's a snake. And I started looking. And we walked a little while longer, and here's this big snake. Dad, it had, it was coiled up. It was real fat in the middle. It wasn't very long, but it was real fat in the middle. And it opened its mouth, and it had white. It had a white mouth. I said, yeah, cotton mouth moccasin. <laughs> I'm so glad you were warned because they would have stepped right in the middle of that snake. And uh, it just camouflages so well. And uh, they are nasty. They're poisonous. And uh, so the Holy Ghost uh, warned my son. <laughs> I mean, things like that. Uh, this, this last warning I'll give you, this is a, a person having to warn me. And it happened to be uh, Pastor Osteen. <laughs> we had been going there a few months, and we were there full time. I'd left the Catholic Church. We were tithing and giving. 
And uh, we were blessing Brother Osteen personally most of the time. He had four boxes on the envelope. Uh, Pastor Osteen, missions, general fund, and building fund. So we all, almost every time we tithed and gave offerings, we would check, uh, sometimes check Brother Osteen's box alone, and, then so, and sometimes in combination with something else. And we'd always get a thank you note from Dodie. She'd write a thank you note. Thank you. I'd go buy the P.O. box and open the P.O. box. You know, it usually took about till Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'd open the box, and there's a card from Dodie. So one day, my phone rings at, ha at the house. I'd come back in from looking at my houses, and it was about like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and I answered the phone. And he says, uh, is this John? I said, yeah, well, this is your pastor calling. Oh, so <laughs> I almost dropped the phone. I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, Pastor Osteen, you calling me at home? My, what an honor. And he, he said, well, you've been blessing us, and I just wanted to thank you personally. And, uh, well, John, what do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a home builder. Said, oh, a home builder. Well, do you build houses that are already sold? <laughs> I said, no, I build spec. I hardly ever sell one before I build it. I usually have to build it, then it sells. He said, oh, be careful. He said, don't get overloaded. There's bad times coming. There's tough times coming. Be real careful. And I was kind of disappointed to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. That's not what I had in mind. I had in mind making a lot of money. <laughs> and builders only make money when they sell houses, and you've got to build them to sell them. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I had a lot of zeal but no knowledge. And what he said was true, and it came to pass. And uh, it's because I didn't heed the, my pastor's warning. I didn't realize that that was really a supernatural warning from the Holy Ghost. I wasn't listening. I was a baby Christian really still. And he was, God was using him to warn me and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say I did, I ignored it and I got, I did get, I get overextended and it did hurt and it took years <laughs> to, uh, to recover. But you know, recover we did. God is faithful. I'm telling you, no matter what kind of a soup you find yourself in. And uh, so just let, let your, you know, just be a, the more we pray, the more we read our Bibles, we put ourselves in position to receive Holy Ghost warnings. They're not designed to cause you fear or to lose sleep. It's really a blessing to be warned because when you're warned, then you can prepare for what's coming and you can overcome it. Praise God. Let's lift our hands. Thank God for Holy Ghost warning. I pray this uh, message blessed you. Let's put it into effect. And uh, praise God.